Hello and welcome to the Camping Crew Podcast with Chris and Aaron. Hi everybody and welcome to episode 107 of the Camping Crew Podcast. I'm Aaron Burchill. And I'm Chris Byrne. This is meant to be a fun podcast. We're just enthusiasts and what we discuss on the podcast are just our own personal views. Although we do look into a couple of the subjects that you guys ask us to look into. And as always, we kick off with some news and this is great. No, this is very good news, Chris. Yeah, more activity around um, the different uh, councils looking to promote and bring in extra spaces. Um, There's an article in the Connacht Telegraph, that's con-telegraph.ie, and the headline there was on April 27th, um, yesterday as we were recording, saying that um, a fresh call for enhancement of campervan facilities in Mayo. A Mayo councillor has issued a fresh call for campervan facilities for holidaying campervans and caravans to be enhanced in the county. Specifically, Councillor Peter Flynn, with a move towards holidaying in campervans, has suggested the introduction of AIRS, a service facility where you can empty waste, refill water and recharge batteries in your motorhome. The AIRS, he said, should be placed at different locations around the county and he's requested the matter to be on the agenda for the council's tourism committee. He said the use of campervans has rocketed. He said it's made sense to have these facilities around the country. So look, as Aaron said, it's great that people are talking about it more and more and councils are starting, hopefully, to see that there's a, a, a value in, in having us around. Well, I, I mentioned it last week on the podcast that for the last couple of podcasts or every second podcast, we seem to be starting with a good news story like this, that different counties are at least talking about them right. Possibly, no, definitely nothing done this year, but possibly have things in situ for next year, which anything at all at any time is is brilliant, as long as it's just not talk. Well, that's it. And later on that day, actually, in the same paper, con-telegraph.ie, um, there was a headline there saying um, new walking links included in North Mayo's Mayo Towns destination project. So in the Belmullet area, the Belmullet tourism destination town project, they're looking to have new walking links and campervans facilities uh, examined uh, as part of that project. So another story there. Uh, another push for for spaces for camper vans, uh, particularly along walking routes as well, which is great. Well, if we hear anything else or if you guys hear anything, please do let us know and we'll give you the contact details at the end of the show. Now, back in episode 97, you had an interview with the Buggins family. That's right, Jed. The Buggins family released uh, their their long-awaited book, Camping Soul Food, uh, and that arrived in the post uh, there during the week as well, which is fantastic. Really well laid out. Great recipes, great selection of music to go along with each recipe and different camping hacks all the way along, uh, as well as fabulous uh, photos. So just want to wish them best look at the book. I'm pretty sure their first draft is already sold out, but um, check out Camping Soul Food. They have a web page and they're on Instagram and Twitter if anyone's interested in that book. But um, by all accounts, looking at, at their Instagram, there uh, the book is, is a great hit. And, um, you know, all of the recipes are all very easy to follow and, and that. So look, um, check out episode 97 and you can listen back to the interview we had with them as well and, uh, and get a feel for their the plan behind that and of course you were saying that you don't have to bring anything from the kitchen these recipes are basically based around the utensils you're going to be carrying in the van yeah and it's designed to can travel light as well they said look all these recipes are available in any center or any local food store 
just pop in, get what you need, and uh, away you go. So you don't have to to load up the van. You can shop locally wherever you are. Now, Darren was on and he was telling us about something that I don't think escaped anybody in the camping fraternity on social media. That's something spotted over the weekend. Yeah, he sent a message there um, and he said, hi, guys, spotted this online. Thought I'd send it on. Might remind people about where they park. Uh, hope you're able to get out and enjoy the fine weather. So he sent on the picture of the camper after getting stuck on Inch Beach. Inch Beach, um, yeah. Yeah, and I know loads of people who've gotten stuck there in cars and campers and all of that. So look, I suppose it's just a, a word of warning from Darren and from ourselves. Just be very careful where you're parking, that you have a an escape plan and that, you know. I have to be honest now, the only beach I've really ever parked on was Duncannon. Uh, when the, 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 the big ships, the tall ships was in Waterford, myself and Deirdre went out to Duncannon. But I always make sure... I'm not on wet sand, but I'm on hard sand and I try and park back as close to the mainland as I possibly can. But a lot of coverage on that. My heart went out to the guy. You know, we we all had a little Irish giggle because it's what we do. But at the same time, it can happen to any one of us. In fact, I said to Deirdre, it could happen to the Pope, but she reckons that he would have a driver if he had a motorhome. So it wouldn't happen to him. Ah, look, these things happen. Look, it had a happy ending. Um, it's a regular occurrence down in Inch Beach, and um, uh, that there's a, there's a, a local chap there with a tractor. Um, it's probably a daily basis where he goes out and pull people and rescue people out of it as well. And you know, I know a few people who who happened for them last year as well. But it's it's just something that happens down there, and that it's particularly prone to it. You know, bit of a warning. Be warned. Just watch where you're parking when you're parking on sand, and have a an escape route if you can. And you. You've got a little bit of a warning for us. Not so much a warning, but just be wary. During the week, I had somebody knock at my door and, you know, in what, 14 years since I had a motorhome. This has never happened, but somebody came knocking on the door and was asking, are we looking to sell the motorhome? So obviously uh, I said no, and he was uh, nice enough and said, OK, look, thank you. Sorry to bother you. And he went off uh, on his way. But I was reading an article in one of the UK papers today that the the, um, the police there are warning um, people just be wary of someone coming to your door looking at it um, you know most of the times I'm sure they're just genuine people looking for a, a motorhome but um, there are some unscrupulous people out there as well so look, just be extra vigilant in that uh, in this particular instance in the UK there was a group just um, out camping in a stopover area and somebody came up in a van and approached them and asked them where they're selling now in this situation they moved on but it just prompted the, the, the local police to to warn people to just just to be that extra vigilant given the demand and the surge in campervan activity yeah so just be careful and again make sure that your vehicle is secure and we mentioned last week and on previous take photographs especially distinguishing marks just in case something uh unfortunate does happen to your motorhome so again be warned on that right we'll move on to listeners messages and shout outs quite a busy week this week <laughs> it is yeah, yeah we got a, a lot of activity and thanks to uh, the listeners on that you might remember i was asking about the power oak power yes. station last week and um on the back of that uh dennis who recommends a lot of products and gadgets to us sent us uh, sent me in a, a link he said hi chris here's a direct link to power oak site he said they're doing a sale at the moment you get about 100 euros cheaper than what they are on amazon for the the 300 watt version um he said you'd have to mail them about the three pin socket type so they've got the eu camping site mm-hmm. and their webpage is poweroak.eu 
and uh, I think that discount uh, is still on at the moment. But uh, uh, again, I'm seriously thinking of uh, purchasing one of these devices. I'm I'm this close. I haven't quite pulled the trigger on it, but there's a good discount on it there at the moment. So now that does Very help, good. doesn't it? In fairness, and then Rich from Waggy's Travels was on similar similar subject. Yeah, another reply to that. He said, "Hi guys, just listened to podcast 106 regarding the portable power. Uh, I've recently reviewed the Jackery 1000. Uh, it's an amazing piece of kit. It powered cookers and hair dryers, etc. He says he's even charged a, a scooter with it as well. A couple of reviews. He said." Uh, on there, he has a couple of views on their YouTube channel. If you look up Waggy's Travel about the Power Oak, I think he ran um, some slow cookers and hairdryers and things. Sorry, from the Jackery device. Yeah, yeah. But it's very similar. It, you know, it has all the same features as the Power Oak. The only thing is Jackery don't ship to Ireland. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, batteries of that weight then would be quite hefty. And they are slightly dearer than the Power Oak because they already have their name established, haven't they? That's it exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think Power Oak are quite big. They're, I think they're more based um, in in kind of the uh, Asian market, but they have like a, a a European brand that they're they're pushing as well. So look, uh, just a, a, another option for people if they're looking to to maybe have something instead of a generator. And Rich was saying then about episode one hundred and six, and here we go again. We're back onto that three <laughs> words thing. He said also, he said, what three words was actually designed for the emergency services so they can locate people? He said, um, uh, Rich is based in the UK, so they're getting out camping. They're even putting up a review or two. So again, as I said, you can look up Waggish Travels on YouTube there and find out a bit more. And speaking of reviews, he actually put up a review for us as well on campsitereview.com. Yes, it's one of the, the websites. You, you've never been to the UK in your van, no? Uh, no. No, we've done Cornwall. And I think... Actually, I'll let you do this. I think this website is, is pretty close to Cornwall or this uh, campsite. Yeah. So um, he said, when you arrive to this site uh, in Cornwall, the site of bits of old farm machinery, building materials and other junk can be off-putting. But the site itself is lovely. The owners are amazing and the views are to die for. He said, the shower and toilet block, while old, well old, have been repainted and they're very functional. Um, the name of this site, by the way, is called Mullion Cove um, Sea Farm, sorry, Sea View Farm in Cornwall. Um, he said during lockdown, each unit had its own area, so there was no cross infection, which is a brilliant idea. The utility area was clean and had good hot water supply, fridge, freezers, fire pits, barbecues available to hire. He said you can purchase everything you need from the site for the barbecues and they've numerous electric hookups and good fresh water on several pitches as well. He said, we counted three hard standing pitches and the rest were grass, well treated and generally tidy. His chemical disposal uh, points again were functional, but no running water over to rinse or flush. You have to walk across the field entrance uh, to another tap to get access to that. Um, that said, they would visit the site again with no concerns, walking distance from Mullion Cove uh, to the village close by. Uh, the Lizard and other coastal wonders uh, are all a short drive away. So nice review there from um, Rich again at Wackage Travels, and he has that up if you want to read it in full at campsitereview.com. Yeah, and they actually have a link to their YouTube channel from there because they, they do video reviews of UK sites as well. We received some campsite suggestions about going up north from a listener, John, via Twitter. Now, 
when the lockdown happened originally back in March of last year, myself, Charlie and Deirdre were actually up in Northern Ireland and had hoped to hit a lot more than the two sites we did. So we haven't really covered anything up that way as yet. But please, God, I doubt we'll get it this year because it looks like it's going to be a short season. But please, God, next year we will. But John was on to you via Twitter. Yeah, he says, hi, guys, will you be heading up north this year? He said, there's some lovely campsites just over the border. The first one he mentioned was Gosford Forest Park, just outside Newry at Market Hill. He also suggested Kilbrony Forest Park at Ross Trevor and Tollymore Forest Park in Newcastle. He said, I keep meaning to stick up a, rev- stick up a few reviews on them on the site as they were all really, really good. Hopefully parks down south will open again soon. He said, loving the podcast. Uh, thanks again. Just to mention those again. So it's Gosford Forest Park outside Newry at Market Hill. Kilbrony Forest Park at Ross Trevor. Tollymore Forest Park in Newcastle. So we must check some of those out. But uh, if you're interested in, in a site just over the border, there's three great suggestions from John. Well, as soon as the government get their finger out and let us out again, it, it is possible that we might be able to head up to one or two of them. But please, God, next year we will. We were out and about last week. We took the B-Bot out for what's known as a soft camping trip. Now, seemingly, when casinos or shops or hotels open, they have a soft opening, which is usually for family and friends to kind of get rid of any bugs that are in the system. So I called our trip last weekend a soft camping trip. We went to Terry Glass. We met loads of listeners of the podcast and viewers of Charlie and me, and I thanked each and every one of them, Chris, for their support. And when I say loads, I I ran out of fingers. A lot of people wanted to come over, even not listeners or viewers, to see the b-ball because obviously it's an unusual conversion. It's not your standard van. And we got some great people looking in and even younger people who are thinking of buying vans. And it was fantastic. But Terry Glass is fantastic. There is a video up already on our YouTube channel, forward slash Charlie Mayer Camping Vlog. I did just a short one, just a kind of revisit because the weather, as you know, this weekend gone was fantastic. But thank you to all of our listeners that came up and got stickers and a few pens that I had with me as well. Um, This coming Friday's video, we're fitting the solar system. A lot of interest in that, actually. It's about an 18, 20 minute video where we go into the way that I fitted the solar system and the MTPP unit and right down into the new Leisure batteries as well. Great. And uh, just regarding Terry Glass, whereabouts uh, is Terry Glass, Aaron? Terry Glass is on the far, it's County Tipperary. It's it's as far as you can go. Next minute you're into Limerick, you're you're towards Portumlec, Galway. Oh, so right. I would call it Nina, because it's a little bit further than Nina, but it is County Tipperary. It's a beautiful marina. I'll tell you what I loved about it. There's a lot of, and if you remember when we were in Kilkenny, um, we were talking about jet skis and where can you go jet skiing and stuff. There's a lot of jet ski and motorboat, motorboat activity there. In fact, a friend of mine, Mark, teaches um, skiing and jet skiing and, and water skiing down there. Now, he's obviously closed for COVID, but I did actually get to help out on moving a few boats in the marina. It's a very, very busy marina. Waterways Ireland do have toilets there. If you've got a Waterways Ireland card, they're closed for COVID. There are also old public toilets. There are taps everywhere, but nowhere to dump black water. Okay, bear that in mind. If you're going down there, there's nowhere to empty your cassette if you're going down for a weekend. It is not an air. It's a car park. The regulars, the locals frown upon so many motorhomes being there. There was 15 motorhomes there this weekend. There's possibly 40 parking spaces. Only one motorhome we saw took up two parking spaces. Not because he had to. He just parked wonky. 
Uh, in fact, we moved out of one space over to another space so we wouldn't take up because the, the ambulance is, is seven foot wide. And we were tight on the space and I couldn't have the side door open because I was taking up a space. So I moved over to where there was a patch of grass and we were even tanked for that. But in general, it's a nice place to go. We were talking to a couple of the fishermen and the people who own powerboats there. And they said that the locals are trying to get height barriers erected. And we were saying, but what if there's an emergency? And this is how the lo- the fishermen and the boat owners are fighting it. They're saying, for example, here's an ambulance. If an ambulance, if there's a height barrier, an ambulance can't get down if there's an emergency. So that's why there's no height barrier yet. But Terry Glass, Drummondier, all around that area around Loch Derg is beautiful, but very, very busy when the sun is shining. And did you have to pay for uh, parking there? No, it's a free car park. As I say, about 40 spaces. If you have your card, you can use the toilets. And what I love about it, there's a playground for children. There are five big round barbecue areas for the public. Just with, with the grills, you just bring your barbecue, bring all your wood and your stuff and your food. There's a fabulous green area for picnics. And what I loved about this weekend, people were staying in their bubbles. The boaty people were staying, parking up, getting on the boats and going off. There was a family sitting maybe five metres from the back of the bee bar. There was about six of them, you know, four kids and two adults. And they had coffee and buns and sandwiches. And they were sitting on blankets. There's picnic tables. The barbecue ports, as I was calling them, were all being used. The first night, Friday night, there was a family party until three in the morning. But they were just singing ballads. Now, it kept me awake. To be honest, it wasn't. They weren't being rowdy or anything. They were just, you know what, having a good time. But they were in their own bubble, about four or five lads and lassies. And then, as I say, about another 13 or 14 motorhomes arrived that were there on Sunday. A lot of them are listeners and viewers uh, to the podcast and Charlie and me. But no, it's a beautiful spot. It's a a seven, eight minute walk up to Paddy's Pub, who are doing takeaway beers and pizzas and food and ice creams and sweets. But it's frowned upon by the locals to have us there. Okay, and with the, the the solar, I know you'll be showing us on the video Friday. Um, with the weather being so good, I say you no issue with your batteries anyway. Batteries, I, and you know what? I I brought my meter with me. I'm bringing a few tools with me just in case things go wrong. But I kept throwing my meter on, and she was up there thirteen point five, fourteen volts the whole time. And then first thing Saturday morning, she was up there thirteen volts. I've one solar panel, two one hundred and twenty amp hour batteries. Plenty, absolutely no worries about it. I would like bigger water tanks, and that's still an option for me to do because we've only 12 litres, but there are taps all over Terry Glass, so it's not really a problem. Oh, great, great, yeah. Look forward to, to seeing that and then seeing the video then on Friday. Yes, this Friday is fitting of the solar, and as I say, I've done one of Terry Glass, and that'll come up in another couple of weeks. I think we've only got three more videos, three more Fridays, and then on the fourth Friday, that's the big reveal and the final van build video. With a bit of luck, we'll all be back camping uh, again and you get some new sites up. Yes, please, God. Let's let's just, I think this Thursday, just to be an announcement, so let's cross our fingers. Right, products, tips and camping hacks, what have we got? So, a lot of activity on Campsite Review this week and I had put up a, a message on the site there a couple of weeks ago asking for some of the listeners to suggest things to discuss on the podcast or any hacks or anything and commerce there put up um two a number of suggestions but i picked two for this week and um, so two great tips from commerce the first one is you know if space is uh, 
if space is at a premium in your camper van and you're looking to save on space, he said one good tip is to bring the quick drying microfiber towels with you in the van. Now, we would use those kind of going hiking if we were overnighting, you know, doing real camping in tents mm-hmm. and stuff um, or, you know, going for, for swimming. They're just handy and light, but they're super absorbent. They're super light. They pack into a tiny little, I suppose, the size of a, a small sock, really. They they yeah. really pack down. But um, what's better, again, is they dry out super quick as well. So you can use them and reuse them, reuse them for a, a, a long, long while. And, you know, you're not going to take up space with big bulky towels in your camper van and they're available practically anywhere aren't they or are they just a yeah. camping thing no you'll get them you the best place to buy them is probably in some of the um the outdoor stores you know the right. likes of say trespass or um regatta or yeah. mountain hard any of those places but any good sports shop shop probably sells them as well or any of the irish online camping sites uh will have those as well but they're we can pick them up anywhere, but a really handy, great little tip. Um, also, he said, look, with the weather getting better as well, he said, um, don't forget to pack some insect repellent and yeah. that inside in, in the van, and you should get those many good chemists. Yeah, I think that should be part of a first aid kit, really, shouldn't it? Definitely, yeah. The insect repellent and the burn <clears throat> spray, two really important ones. Right, and we'll have more tips again on next week's podcast. And if you want to send us some tips or little hacks, we'll give you the contact details in just a couple of minutes. That's it. So finally, to close things out, um, we had an interesting topic uh, on the site uh, about um, wild camping. Aaron, do you want to give us a run through that? Yes. So we were talking about campsitereview.com. We have a forum there. It's free and always will be. And Connor Boyle was on, who is new. I'll I'll read through his very short post and then Turer had a reply. So I'll just read through his very short post where he says, great website for information. This is my first post. Having seen two caravans parked up on a popular coastline in County Loud over the weekend, I was wondering, is this something that you can do per se? I know that RV slash motorhome camper vans, it's common to see overnight parking in car parks, viewing points and such places. But I wondered, do many caravan owners do this? Maybe it's more an offbeat locations that's generally accepted or allowed. We only got our caravan last year and have stayed in a few caravan parks, which are great options. But I thought I'd ask if there's anything going around, maybe something different where there are no restrictions and uh, inter-county travel will be lifted. Thanks for that. Any any ideas on this subject? I said, do you know what? I've never with the I've only ever seen a caravan and I'm gonna, it wasn't wild camping. It was parked in the Tesco's car park because they were early for a 4 a.m. boat. So obviously they weren't sleeping in it. They were just kind of making tea. But Tura replied and I would agree with this wholeheartedly. He said, hi, Connor, as a previous tenter, motorhomer and now caravanner, I can honestly say that wild camping is really designed in the first instant for tenters. It's something that is also attractive to the motorhome and campervan fraternity because they're very, very self-sufficient. We as caravanners are not that self-sufficient as we don't have the capacity of large volumes of fresh water tanks on board, grey water, so wild camping proves problematic. However, that said, it can be done but would require the proper setup and planning. Personally, I prefer a dedicated campsite as I can hook off and then enjoy exploring with my car. I wouldn't like to leave my caravan in an unsecured location unattended. And that, to me, is the attraction of camping. He goes on to say, to finish, 
I would say this though. As a previous motorhomer, I still will struggle to place one ahead of the other. They both have pros and cons. And I look at all motorhomes owners with envy. I have I've never seen caravans wild tent and I think Toner hit it in the head because basically you'd be afraid to drive off and go for a hike and then come back to the wood where you're parked you don't know what's going to happen to your caravan has anybody out there what do does anybody out there wild camp in their caravan I'm sure if they do they're probably not going to tell us where they do it, <laughs> um, it they're going to keep that secret but yeah, no, yeah. He, he, two two very good points there you're again you, you're paying a lot of money for the um for the caravan, you know, to, to, to leave it. I think that's one of the main benefits yeah. of the, the caravan that you park up on a campsite, leave everything there and head off for the day in the car, knowing that your uh, caravan is, is secured. Uh, you know, a lot of areas would probably frown down on caravans for obvious reasons as well. So you want to make sure that if you are parking it, it's going to be somewhere somewhere safe and, uh, and that, you know. And where Toner says, I look at motorhome owners with envy, I- Look, there's pros and cons to having either either, even caravans, motorhomes or even camper vans, because they're usually smaller. I think we're all in the same game. We all get the same enjoyment, i.e. going to campsites. And and as you say, then a plus for the caravan is you can unhitch and then you have your car to drive around. A plus for the motorhome is we can go stealth. Well, we can go wild camping, but a plus for the camper van, you can really go stealth camping because they're normally smaller and not as obvious. So we're all one big happy family. But I would like to know, not necessarily where do you go, but are you a caravan owner and do you just pull up in places and wild camp? I don't think many people do, but I'd like to be proven wrong. Yeah. And if you do, you know, what's your experience um, with it and, and how do you prepare to go and do it? But anyway, look, we'll have a discussion about it. And if it continues on in future podcasts, we will do that uh, for you to get in touch with us. Of course, you need to get contact details. Remember, we love your messages, your ideas, campsite suggestions or like Waggy's Travels reviews, product reviews. Anything you'd like us to take a look at, please do get in touch with us. We'll give you the contact details in a second. And of course, if you want a sticker for your van, your caravan, your car or your camper van, uh, again, all you've got to do is give us your name, address and your postcode. We'll stick them out to you in the post. They are free. And the reason they're free is our coffee account. And Chris is going to tell you about that. Yeah, so if you'd like to support the podcast and you can afford to, you can buy us a coffee, just go to ko dash fi.com forward slash the camping crew i want to say thank you to liam and philip this week for a contribution um as aaron said if you want to suggest any sites to us any products or reviews you can email us the email address is camping crew podcast at gmail.com on twitter you'll find us at the camping crew uh, on instagram we're at the camping crew podcast and um, if you want to look back over the episodes and read any notes you'll get those at the camping crew.ie you'll also find us on facebook and all the good motorhome and camping groups and forums such as motorhomecrack.com and boards.ie and of course you mentioned campsitereview.com that's a website that has been there for a long long time but we have a forum and we're active on that as well but we'd like you to get active just join the forum it's free and always will be and you can talk about absolutely anything camping related not just motorhome related 
camping related. And then, as we mentioned, our YouTube channel is youtube.com forward slash Charlie and me, our camping vlog. This week, it's about solar, about another three Fridays left, and that's the van build over. And by then, hopefully, we'll have a few campsite reviews under our belt for that. That wraps up episode 107. Thank you for all of the input for this week's show. And again, get in touch and we could be featuring a story from you from Campsite Review or from your email or Twitter or Instagram. We could be featuring and talking about you guys next week. From me, Aaron Birchall, enjoy the sun, plenty of sun cream and stay safe. And from me, Chris Byrne, goodbye. And if you are enjoying the podcast, don't forget to subscribe uh, and tell your camping friends all about us. Well, that's it for another podcast from the camping crew. Thanks for listening and do join us again very soon. Safe camping. Mm-hmm.